Wow, how many of you sense the presence of God here tonight? I love it. I love it when God begins to just uh, pack himself into a room with his glory. And he, I believe God wants to reveal himself to many tonight. And I, I'm so expectant that there's going to be some outrageous things that are going to happen tonight as God's presence begins to increase. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Julian Adams. I'm married to the beautiful and amazing Katya Adams. Um, and we have just uh, based ourselves this year in um, Harvest and so excited to be part of what God's doing here um, and really feeling that as we um, just come and partner with you in our own ministry that we're not only going to be able to bring ministry but be recipients of ministry too because of the grace that's on this house. And so we're really excited to be part of that. Um, just to give you the heads up, the better preacher of the two, my wife, We'll be preaching next week, Sunday night, so you might want to return visit, book your spaces now, because she is an absolute powerhouse and carries an incredible anointing to bring freedom, not just to women, but to men in particular. And, uh, amen. <laughs> that went over like a lead balloon, but anyway. Um, so I want to encourage you to get here, because I know the grace that I know will impact you um, because not only has she impacted me, but she's impacted thousands of people all over the world. God is so good. Listen, I've got to do something crazy. One of the things that I love doing is modeling risk-taking, because in the kingdom of God, you've got to take some risks. Nothing ever is achieved by playing it safe in God's kingdom. Okay, and very often Christians play it safe, and um, the result is we don't see the extraordinary moves of God or extraordinary encounters that God wants to give us. And so I'm willing to take a risk and step out because um, I figure that even if I make a mistake, I'm still God's favorite. <laughs> so I... I I mean, this is really bizarre because I'm worshipping and um, I felt the Lord just say to me that there is a mobile number that he wanted to give me, a cell phone number that he wanted to give me. And um, I'm always nervous when I do this um, because one, I don't even know if I've got all the right numbers, um, but I'm just going to go for it. Is that okay? You guys are still going to love me even if this falls flat, right? So I saw the numbers um, 082... Four nine five two double eight one, and the last numbers two double eight one were the numbers that were most highlighted to me. So I feel drawn to that bit. So if that is either, I, I might be wrong on the whole mobile number, but the two double eight one combo, I definitely know something's on that. It might be that you're born on the second um, of the eighth, nineteen eighty one. Or it might be that that's actually the last bit of your number, or even your credit card pin number. Um, I sometimes get that. <laughs> you will have to change it after tonight. Um, or if that whole number, 082495-2881, makes sense, I want to ask you to quickly put up your hand. Please don't keep us waiting, because I feel God wants to bless you. So, going once. Who's that person? Listen, I'm not going to embarrass you. I promise you God's going to bless you. I'm not out to you know, give you eternal burn prophetic words. Um, I promise you it will bless you. So if that makes sense, you particularly the last bit, the 2881, if you come up to me afterwards and say, oh, that was me, I'm just simply going to headbutt you. Because <laughs> I'm stepping out your big time 
Um, and I know it's all for the glory of God, and I don't mind looking like a fool, but I really feel God wants to bless someone, um, and God wants to touch somebody. So if that's you, just quickly put up your hand. Uh, that last bit in specific makes sense to you. Two double eight one. I'm just going to wait a few more seconds. I actually think you might be on my right side over here. Um, so if that makes sense, you just quickly put up your hand, um, specifically the 2881 bit. God really wants to bless you. I'm happy to be wrong, but I kind of feel there's somebody here, particularly with that number combo. Just going to wait a few more seconds. Ah, well, there we go. Is there someone here like that? Okay, I'm, I'm going to move on. Um, is there somebody here like that? <laughs> I just, you know how come I've learned that often people go and respond in the moment, and there's a moment of grace right now for God to bless you. Um, and I'm, you don't need to try and work out the numbers to make it fit. I just need to know if there's someone here with that particular number combination, 2881, means something significant to you. It might be part of the last four digits of your mobile phone. I might not be, but I think it is. If that's you, quickly put up your hand. God really wants to bless you. I promise you, he wants to bless you. Okay, I'll carry on. Anybody, going once, going twice. This is your last chance to get it in. Okay, when you turn in your Bibles, please, to Acts chapter 10. The Acts chapter 10. You guys still love me, don't you? Good. I'd rather risk it than not do it, right? Isn't God so good? We've been talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. This morning I spoke around who the person of the Holy Spirit is in terms of our encountering with Him, in terms of our meeting Him, in terms of how He affirms our sonship. Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit wants to keep telling you you're good? Like the Holy Spirit is not out to convict you of your sin. He's out to convict you of your righteousness. He convicts those who are unbelievers of their sin. And those who are believers, He convicts us of our righteousness. He convinces us that we're now saints. I love that about Him. It means that my walking around in this life is not determined by my performance or man's opinion of me, but determined by His opinion of me. It's a beautiful thing to think that I spoke a little bit about how the Holy Spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are the sons of God and that He's like the kiss of heaven. Remember I used that example. If you weren't here this morning, I'll use it again. In my culture, when um, my dad sees me, he gives me a fat kiss on my lips. And that is a sign that he's my dad. If any other guy tried to kiss me on the lips, I would karate kick him in the head. He doesn't get that privilege. Only my dad gets that privilege. And I spoke about how the Holy Spirit, when it talks about how he fell on the disciples in the book of Acts, it comes straight out of the book of Luke, when the, Holy, when the Father fell on the Son and kissed him. I spoke about how the Holy Spirit really is the kiss of the Father. He is the overflow and the downpour of affection from the Father straight to your heart. Isn't that beautiful? That's who he is. But it's not only that, the Holy Spirit is power. And I want to talk about that this, this evening. And I want you to turn in the book of Acts, chapter 10, and verse 34. Luke is writing. 
And so Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that a beautiful picture of the Trinity right there? God anoints Jesus with Holy Spirit and with power. Now, I need some Pentecostals to say power. Can you do that? Okay, that was almost good. How the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And and we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear not only to the people, but to us who have been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. I love this bit. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word of God And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. Now listen, I am a preacher. I love preaching. I take a lot of time to prepare when I preach. I want to make sure that I've got everything neat and in order, an introduction, the body of the sermon, you know, and I want to get to a conclusion. Peter did not get that privilege in the sermon. The Holy Spirit broke in while he was speaking to a group of Gentiles. Now, if you understand that Gentiles in those days were those who were not inheritors of the promises of God. They were outside of the family of God. And in this moment, something amazing happens, something so wonderful, so powerful, that you and I are still recipients of that incredible encounter, is that God pours out his Holy Spirit as a gift. Notice It's free. They didn't earn it. In fact, they didn't even keep any of the laws that Israel had to keep because they weren't law keepers. They weren't Jews. They had no expectation around any of these things. But as Peter is testifying to the person of Jesus, the Holy Spirit falls on them. And they begin to speak in tongues. They begin to prophesy. They have an encounter with God. And the result is that the whole Gentile world Everyone who was outside of the nation of Israel now has the opportunity to get in on all of the promises of God. For free. All of grace. Not something we have to earn, not something we have to work for. It is a, it is a gift of grace. The word is charis, charisma or, or, or grace. It's a grace gift. How many of you know that your receiving of the Holy Spirit does not happen by you trying to psych yourself up. It does not happen by you trying to work really hard. It doesn't even happen by fasting, and you can clearly see that I don't. It all comes simply because he loves you and wants to pour himself into you. But what I want you to understand is that the Holy Spirit is not just 
a nice Casper the Friendly ghost that kind of floats around and gives us goosebumps because the air conditioning is too cold in the room. No, no, he is God. He is not just real powerful. He is all powerful. And he wants to demonstrate the nature of who he is in you and through you for a lost and a dying world. You see, one of the things I love about the person of the Holy Spirit is that the same person that's preaching to the Gentiles, and you need to understand for Peter, this was a risky moment. He was going into a Gentile context after having had angelic visitations, after having had visions. If you think the supernatural should not be involved in church life, I want to suggest to you that the church of Jesus Christ was birthed in a supernatural move of the Holy Spirit, and the church of Jesus Christ is only sustained and increased by supernatural moves of the Holy Spirit. In fact, what happened for Peter, what moved him from a, tie, a, a shy, timid, afraid man who denied Jesus was a divine encounter with the gift of the Holy Spirit. It took him from a guy who was running for his life to someone who stood up and he had to do something quite outrageous. He had to explain what was happening in their upper room meeting in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit had been poured out in such power that people literally being filled said looked like they were drunk. And Peter got up and said, these are not drunk as you suppose. They are filled with the person of the Holy Spirit. When last have we had meetings where we've needed to explain what God is doing? <laughs> Somebody said, uh-oh, that's true. When last have we had moments where we've had a get-up? And the suggestion there is Peter had a get-up, probably because he was lying down, because he was completely covered by the power of God. And he gets up and he says, these are not drunk as you supposed. And I think the worst sermon of history is preached, and 3,000 people get saved and added. <laughs> it's very interesting, some very well-meaning theologians will talk about this encounter and say, we can't really build theology around those experiences because they are what's called narrative theology. The problem with that understanding is that we then devalue Scripture. Because the Bible says all Scripture is God-breathed. Which means if we take out all the bits where the stories of power are told, what we do is we completely nullify the power of God's word at work in our communities. You see, the Holy Spirit is power, and he fills a group of people, 12 disciples and some more, 120 in a room, and he completely turns the Middle East upside down because of these men and women. Friends, I want to suggest to you that the church has signed up for an experience of the Holy Spirit that is less than biblical. You see, I, I fear that we have become so intellectual and so governed by what we can touch, feel, and see that we've missed the aspect of God's empowering presence that completely transforms, changes, releases, and completely demonstrates His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. 
You see, the Holy Spirit is power. And when you look at Scripture, you'll see incredible moments when the Holy Spirit comes upon people and they get to do the extraordinary. And I believe God wants to do that with us tonight. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to pour himself out on you tonight to make sure that your Monday looks really great. But not just really, really great, but that his kingdom gets manifested through your life, not just in this building, but when you get to the office tomorrow morning. I'm going to say amen to that. Because it's very good. And when the Holy Spirit comes in power, things happen. God moves and he demonstrates himself. And for many of us, we often misunderstand the working of the Holy Spirit to be something that we just think, oh, if I just feel him on the inside of my heart, then it's okay. And that is good and it is right. But he wants to demonstrate his power through you, not just in you and on you. And as you look at Scripture, you'll see incredible moments like Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit falls on a group of 120 people. Like Acts chapter 10 when the Holy Spirit begins to touch the Gentile nations. Like moments when Peter is walking and the shadow that he has begins to heal people. <laughs> this is ordinary Christians. Some theologians will say, well... You know, the miraculous was only for the apostles to establish the church and authenticate the church's message. One, that is wrong because God uses Philip, the evangelist, who's not an apostle, to bring joy to a whole city because of the miracles he did. Imagine this group of people began to take God and his word and do the miraculous so that joy comes to the city of Durban. That's what happened for Philip. He goes down to Samaria, and when he's in Samaria, the power of God breaks out in such a demonstrative way that the Bible says that the city was filled with joy. <laughs> if you want to know what your commission is, go fill the city with joy by doing signs, wonders, and miracles. <laughs> Amen, Julian. I'm just going to make myself happy. I mean, this is, you know, this is so easy. It's not difficult. It really isn't. Roseanne agrees with me. Throughout Scripture, I really don't mind when God breaks in like this, and he's going to increase his activity as I preach, watch and see. What I've noticed is that when we orientate ourselves around an expectation for God's power, he likes to show up and show off. He loves it. The Holy Spirit is power. He's not just real powerful. He is power. And he wants to break in. And many of the ways that he breaks in throughout Scripture and throughout history is through demonstrations of power that impact our body. One of the most common things that we see throughout Scripture is joy. And it is one of the most neglected fruits of the Spirit in the church today. Most people are offended with joy because it's too messy. How dare you laugh in church? <laughs> Should be holy and solemn. As if God is boring. I'm just going to linger a little bit longer here because I feel like God wants to just 
unlock something. Joy is so powerful that Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Many of us think joy is frivolous. Many of us think joy is, you know, just emotionalism. Actually, when you understand the people of God were often filled with power and the result was joy, you begin to understand that the way church and the way the people of God survived suffering and persecution was not because of their willpower, but because the Holy Spirit was at work in them and through them so that joy moved them irrespective of the circumstance they found themselves in. You see, I laugh hard at the devil. One, because it's the best form of spiritual warfare. Do you know the Bible says in the book of Psalms that the Lord sits enthroned on the circumference of the earth, and do you know what he does? He laughs at his enemies. If you want to learn how to do spiritual warfare, please go and buy a thick book on how to pull down strongholds. Just join God in what he's already doing and laugh at the enemy. It's so simple. Some of you are trying to fight the devil and you're punching shadows. Joy is so important. The other thing that happens when the power of God is manifest is people begin to speak in other languages, tongues. One of the most neglected and underrated gifts of the body of Christ is the gift of speaking in tongues. And because I don't have time, I'm just going to touch on this. Gift of tongues is a heavenly language that God gives you so that you can speak to him. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians that we utter mysteries unto him. Now, the mysteries are not mysteries to him. He doesn't go, what on earth are you saying? The mysteries are what we're saying. We don't understand it. But what the Bible does say is that we are being built up and we are being strengthened in our faith when we pray in tongues. Tongues is the hidden power of the believer. And often it's the gateway that opens you up to many of the gifts of the Holy Spirit so you begin to see demonstrations of His power wherever you go. And if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit in such a way as to begin to speak in tongues, I'm going to encourage you tonight, we want to pray for you and God's going to fill you so that you can speak in other tongues. The Holy Spirit is power. Now lest you think that I'm being outside of orthodoxy talking like this, I think I've proved to you that it's in the Bible, but let me just show you throughout history, God has moved in extraordinary ways. I can read some stories of early church fathers like Arrhenius. I'll I'll just read this quickly. He was an early church father who was discipled by the Apostle John himself. Or sorry, yeah, early church father was discipled by the Apostle John. The guy who discipled him was discipled, sorry, by the Apostle John. Listen to this. Arrhenius says this, For some do certainly and truly drive our devils, so that those who have thus been cleansed from evil spirits frequently both believe in Christ and join themselves to the church. Others have foreknowledge of things to come. They see visions, they utter prophetic expressions. Others still heal the sick by laying on hands upon them, and they are made whole. Listen, listen to this. Yea, moreover, as I've said, the dead even have been raised up and remained among us for many, many, many years. Throughout history, God has done incredible things in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In my lifetime, I can see 
three moves of the Holy Spirit that has touched the earth. And I want to touch on this because there is a generation who've never encountered some of the things that happened. And my own personal story is wrapped up in a move of God. I um, have grown up in Christian uh, church. I've grown up in charismania, as I like to say. And in the 80s, there was what was called the Word of Faith movement. And in that season of the move of the Holy Spirit, God's power was restored in such a dramatic way that many, many, many people would regularly get healed of cancers. It was something I heard of consistently as I was growing up. I want to say to you, I want that back. The Holy Spirit is power. He wants to demonstrate himself in power. And if I could take you back into the 70s and the 50s, when men and women like Catherine Coleman were around, when, when men like Smith Wigglesworth was around, where literally they would pass through a building and the power of God would so um, capture the hearts of people. And even though they could not see that person walk through the building, they would come under the direct conviction of the Holy Spirit and everything would change for them. Catherine Coleman, it was said of her that she had a special entrance at her home airport because every time she landed, she disrupted the services of the airport because the presence of God was so thick on her that people would start falling out and getting healed as she walked around in the airport. Come on. Imagine you rock up at work and everybody just falls out under the power of God. And why not? I remember phoning a friend, and literally as I'm praying for her over the phone, she falls out under the power guy. I'm like, hello? Are you still there? She literally got knocked out. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, and I'm touching this in a moment, is transferable and impartable. But there was in 1994 what was called the Toronto Blessing. How many of you are around for the Toronto Blessing? Can I just say to those of you who are around for the Toronto Blessing, the river is still flowing. It never stopped flowing and it never will stop flowing. But for those of you who don't know the Toronto Blessing, it literally was what some others called the Father's Blessing. Because God began to restore our understanding of the Father and the person of the Holy Spirit. And it was marked by some outrageous manifestations of joy. And my own experience was I was about 15 at the time. I was shy, introverted. I was more aware of my list than I was of God's presence. I was more aware of my own inadequacies than I was of what God could use me to do. And in that moment, someone prayed for me. In fact, some of you know Louis Els, um, who helps oversee this church. He came and prayed for me, and as he prayed for me, I began to bounce up and down my body height on wooden floors. Now you need to understand I was the church mouse. I didn't say anything to anyone. And there I am bouncing up and down, and it was at about the age when a guy's voice is breaking, you know those moments, and I'm now laughing, and I'm convinced that the way I'm laughing sounded much more like a girl than a guy. And I'm thinking, sweet Jesus, if only I could just bounce right up into heaven right now, that would be good. Because I remember bouncing up and down going, oh my word, I remember this joy. Because you see, up until that point, I hadn't really laughed. And joy began to fill me in for three days. My first drunk experience was not on alcohol. It was on the person of the Holy Spirit. Oh, can you sense his presence here? 
getting sick in this room. And I laughed and laughed for three days. I, I used to have to go for a loo break while I was at school just to laugh. Because <laughs> the presence of God was so on me. I'd be like, excuse me, man, can I go to the loo? Joy began to fill me. A week later, after that experience, I preached my first sermon to a hundred people in a youth group. In fact, uh, Jason was uh, at that youth group. I don't know if he was in that meeting, but I got to preach for the first time. And God took a shy, introverted, scaredy cat, young guy, and transformed him to be a man who now preaches in front of thousands of people regularly. Listen, I don't have an education degree. I don't have anything in and of my own ability or willpower to do the stuff that I'm doing. In fact, if I could, I'd rather not. But I've got the empowering presence of Holy Spirit in me. And in the Toronto Blessing, we saw God break out with much joy, much laughter. I remember a lady, a friend of mine, who'd lived in an abusive relationship for many, many years. I, I won't even tell you the stuff that happened to her because we're in a family setting. But the psychiatrist said this will take at least 10 years of psychiatric help and medication to get healed up of. And God did what would have taken 10 years and three nights of laughter as she got completely healed of her past. (sighs) You see, the Holy Spirit is power. And he wants to demonstrate his power through you. And throughout scripture, you see this. And then I think of the Lakeland outpouring. Todd Bentley. Some of you might have known that name, and some of you might be offended that I even mentioned that name. God bless you. Build a bridge and get over it. (laughs) Because God has a habit of using imperfect people to do extraordinary things. And saw the most incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I remember watching on TV, and he said, there's a young man watching TV. You're about to go to Europe to do some ministry. And I was like, oh my gosh, that could be me. I'm going to do some ministry in France. And then he began to describe me, and he said, God is going to use in incredible signs and wonders. And I began to see incredible miracles off the back of that. Brothers and sisters, I want to suggest to you that God wants a church in Durban that is full, not just of good theology, but of the power of the Holy Spirit. We have got, we owe the world an encounter with the resurrected Lord. We owe Durban an encounter with the joy of God. I must move on because I'm taking a long time to preach, but this is so good. Um, I'm going to miss some things, but I want to mention two things, and then I'm going to try and wrap it up because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to touch some people. The Holy Spirit is power, but he's also the one who demonstrates the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit wants to come to you. When you read the life of Jesus, you see incredible moments where God breaks out. Like for instance, in Luke chapter 5, I think it's around about 17, the Bible says that teachers and Pharisees from all over Judea came to a particular house. And it says an incredible thing. Luke is commenting. Luke is a doctor, so he's not stupid. He's really insightful and wise. And he says this thing. He says, and the power of the Lord is present to heal them. And it's incredible because the inference 
in the Bible is not about the other people that were coming to visit. It was not about the sick and the lame that were coming to visit. It was about the Pharisees. The power of the Lord is present to heal them. Sometimes you can be in a meeting like this, but because of religious duty and religious predispositions to the way God should move and how he ought to move, you can miss his very power in the very meeting where he's moving. It says an incredible thing in Luke chapter 7, right about the end bit. The Pharisees rejected the purposes of God for themselves. I want to tell you, there is nothing fatalistic about God's will. God is not into fatalism. He doesn't go, okay, this is what's going to happen, and it will happen. No, no, no. God invites you to partner with His sovereignty. And there is every possibility that because of a pre, um, because of a religious predisposition, because of the way you think God should move, because of the way you think he ought to move, that you can miss what he wants to do, because sometimes God does things that are outside of our box. I remember doing some meetings, and the presence of God came in such incredible power that people started getting gold dust all over their faces. I was so offended with God. This was my meeting after all. And I began to realize that God is God. And he reserved the right to mess with our minds. (laughs) You see, one of the biggest difficulties for the West is that we have prized intellectualism as the height of experience and understanding when actually the mystery of who God is is what we call to pursue. It's not that intellectualism is wrong. It's just that God's power supersedes our ability to join all the dots. God's looking for a people who expect and experience his power, and it's not always going to look the way we expect it to look. God's anointing dwells within you and comes upon you for the extraordinary. I, I really want to kind of land with this. Because I think God just wants to do some stuff. Is that okay? My sermon's a bit all over the place. It's a problem. He often messes up my sermons. Here's the incredible thing. That the Holy Spirit can come through impartation. The Bible says in Romans that Paul wanted to impart the gift of the Spirit to people. And one of the things that often happens in impartation is that many Christians get offended by the packaging so as to block their ability to receive the grace that's in someone's life. And so I'm going to make some big confessions here, and you know you can tweet this if you want. But one of my personal heroes is Benny Hinn. I totally think that guy is awesome. I mean, funny white suit, but I think he's awesome, right? If any of you know Benny Hinn, He is possibly one of the most controversial figures around the person of the Holy Spirit. Very often, conservative evangelicals don't like him because he doesn't fit their mold. But here's the thing. When you're in a meeting with Benny Hinn, the power of God is present, whether you like it or not. And I've learned that I can either be offended by who Benny Hinn is not, Or I can celebrate who he is and in doing so partner with the grace of God 
backs on his life. And you see, sometimes we look at what God is doing in the moves of the Holy Spirit and we get offended by the person who's doing the stuff because of who they are not, rather than understanding there is grace that God has chosen irrespective of your or my opinion, because last time I checked, he didn't have to ask us for permission. Because I tell you, if we were alive in Moses' day, we wouldn't be celebrating him, we'd be criticizing his leadership style. We are on in David's day. I doubt whether all of us would be celebrating it. If we were around for Smith Wigglesworth, people love Smith Wigglesworth. They always tell me about Smith Wigglesworth. And I've met some Yorkshiremen. If you've met a Yorkshireman, you know that you've met one. They're not quiet, they're quite brash, and they're in your face. They're the most un-English, English people I've ever met. And not only was he a good Yorkshireman, he was a Yorkshireman who was a plumber. I mean, this guy was brash. I don't know if we'd all be going, yay God, for Smith Wigglesworth. Have you ever seen any videos with Catherine Coleman, who was an amazing woman of God who moved in signs and wonders in such a great way? If you see her, you'll think, what is that woman smoking? Because she was so different. Have you ever hung out with Julian Adams? Completely eccentric. That's the one everyone likes to call me. Here's the deal, friends. You can miss what God wants to do by judging the packaging that God wants to bring, what he wants to do through. And impartation works like this. That if you can recognize the grace of God in someone else's life and celebrate that, you get to partner with it in your life. God wants to release power to you. And it's not just power for the miraculous. It's power to make brilliant business decisions. The same Holy Spirit who created the world and released creativity to people so they could build one of the most amazing temples of its day with technology that far superseded the ability that they had already learned wants to be released in some of you today. He wants to come upon you so that you have powerful ideas about your business. So that you have powerful ideas about your family. You have powerful ideas about your community. Katya and I have been getting to hang out with people who when they sleep they get dreams that literally, literally direct the decisions of presidents. All because they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you met some of these people, you would never think that they carried that. I'm hanging out with people who are some of the top A-list actors in South Korea and impacting a whole nation simply because they're daring to invite Holy Spirit to empower their life and to do the extraordinary through them. How many of you want some of that tonight? The way we receive is very simple. Are you hungry and thirsty? You don't need to get all intense. I often meet people when they think the Holy Spirit's going to come upon them, they kind of do the intense Holy Spirit stance. 
And normally there's just like veins that start popping out their foreheads. And if you're leading that meeting, you're thinking, Jesus, please don't let that thing pop. It's going to look messy in here. Listen, the Holy Spirit wants to fill you, not because you need to earn or strive your way. There's only one time in the Bible where Jesus commands us to wait for the Holy Spirit. And that was for the disciples. We now no longer need to wait for the Holy Spirit because he has been poured out upon us and in us lavishly and without restraint. That's what Ephesians tells us. That's what Galatians tells us. That's what Romans tells us. The disciples waited for a historical appointment. And once that appointment happened, it is now free for us to enter into any time, any place, anywhere, for as much of it as we want. Gosh, I wish I had more time. But the Holy Spirit wants to guide some of you to some multi-million dollar deals. The Holy Spirit wants to guide some of you to creativity that's going to impact the city. Because she's the most creative person I know. He is power. He is the power that transforms your sonship to an extraordinary life that looks like Jesus. The beauty of our salvation It's not that we need to emulate or imitate Jesus. The beauty of our salvation is that we are joined to Jesus, which means we participate in his life. And the same spirit that raised the dead body of Jesus now dwells in you and quickens your body of flesh to do the extraordinary. That's the kind of Christianity that I'm signing up for. That's the kind of life that I know God's called us to. And that's the kind of life that he wants you to live in. So you're ready to receive. Can I encourage you? We're not going to strive. I'm not going to try and make something happen. But God is going to pour out his power upon you. Some of you who maybe have struggled to speak in tongues, God's going to give you the ability to speak in tongues in your chair. You're not even going to have to come up because the presence of God is so thick here. Before I get into it, I want to prophesy over one or two people and then we're going to do some ministry. I, I hope you're okay with just, uh, we'll see what God does. Is that okay? Because he wants to bless so many. Um, John and... Nadine, do you mind just standing very quickly? I just feel like God's given me a word for you guys. Um, just stand. John, I feel like the Lord wants to encourage you that this year is your year. I feel like you have just felt like you've hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock concerning your destiny and concerning who you are. And it's almost like at times you felt like you've been wearing... Saul's armor, as it were, someone else's armor rather than your own. And God's saying, I've designed and fashioned you to be quite a unique man. And I'm bringing you into your own unique space where you're going to begin to discover what it means for you to be a dad, what it means for you to be a businessman, what it means for you to have influence. And you're going to begin to see God connect you with people of influence in order to influence them. 
And it's almost like there's been a ceiling on your career in this last season. God is about to break through that ceiling and he's about to take you to the next level. And I see you evaluating your life. I see you trying to um, even order your life. And it's like I see you going over documents and papers and I see you even journaling, trying to work all these things out. Put it together. Where does it need to fit? How does it need to fit? And the Father says to you today, Son, I'm going to supersede your expectations. Because I'm about to make you the target of my affection and favor. And I, I feel like you're going to see places that were unfavorable to you suddenly become favorable to you in this next season. So get ready. God's hands on you. Nadine, I feel like the Lord wants to say to you that you do hear from Him. I feel like there are moments when you feel like, God, do I even get it right? Am I even remotely prophetic? Do I even sense your leading? And you've had such a massive confidence knock in this last season. But the Father says, I'm restoring confidence to you. I'm restoring your ability to hear the still sweet voice of heaven. Because there were moments, particularly in your late teens, early 20s, where you sensed the presence of God. And God says, I'm going to restore those moments. That after a season of being mom, wife, business, life, all that kind of stuff, you're going to suddenly be invaded with the presence of God in a radical way. And God says, I've created you to be a woman in a man's world. I've created you to sit at the tables of influence. I've created you to sit at the tables of deal makers. And I'm going to give you insight and wisdom so you would not lose who you are as a daughter of the king in the midst of what looks like a den of lions. And I just feel like God's going to restore to you a sense of grace and rhythm to your life so that you would not feel like you're carrying because I feel like the enemies really even try to bring some anxiety in this last season. God's going to begin to lift that because he's put you as a couple and as a family dead center of his gaze and of his view. And he's determined to bless you in this season. And God says, you're going to see the borders of your property portfolios increase as I begin to release blessing and favor to you because my hand is upon you. So get ready for that. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Father. Isn't God good? How many of you sense his presence here? He's so, so good. Mm. Come, Holy Spirit. Why don't you just close your eyes? Just, uh, I just want to wait for God just to... I believe that what God wants to do with us as a body is not going to be led by one man from the front. What he wants to do with us as a body is release his presence in us and through us so that we all become ministers of the gospel. And it's not going to look like full-time ministry. It's going to look like the people of God being the people of God in the places that God gives them, in workspaces in family spaces, in school spaces, in university spaces, in creative spaces. The Holy Spirit is power, and tonight I believe God wants to release power. Come, Holy Spirit. 
Bible says that God was anointed, Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about doing good, healing all who were sick and oppressed by the devil. That tells me that all sickness is not good. And it tells me that any oppression is not good. And that our main job is to see healing, life, and wholeness come to people, whether they're Christian or not. The Holy Spirit come. What if you'd stand to your feet, please? Is it okay for me just to, I just want us to enjoy His presence for a moment, so I believe God wants to do some amazing things. Why don't you just lift up your hands toward Him, close your eyes if you, if you want to, if you feel comfortable to do that. God's presence is just going to begin to be released right now. There's some here, you have not had joy for a long time. God's going to unlock joy even right now. Holy Spirit, would you begin to increase your presence right now? The beauty of the power of the Holy Spirit is that it is not sustained by force. It is sustained by love. You see, His power is always expressed through His love. And right now, there's a love encounter for you to have with the Holy Spirit. something in order to get the break. And some of you, God's going to redeem 2016 in this moment in your understanding because it's going to be the platform to the favor and the breakthrough that you've been asking Him for. God's lifting of ceilings of limitation. Some of you have said, well, I've had enough of Jesus or you know, I, I don't want to be greedy for any more ministry. And God wants to open up. <laughs> and He wants to say, come and have some more because there's always enough for the hungry. The presence of God is just right over this kind of left uh, section, right over. I see like a cloud hovering over you guys right now. He's just going to increase that right now. Just receive right now. 
Some of you, you're so disappointed with the last season of your life that God needs to restore some joy for the next. Oh, He loves you. He loves you. Now He's just going to increase His presence. Holy Spirit's power does not need to simply fall on you because He already is in you. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to let the river flow that is already in you, that is resident in you. For some of you, you've blocked it up with all sorts of stuff, and God's just going to take that away right now. He's just going to lift that off of you right now. So Holy Spirit, release your presence right now. Let your river begin to flow right now. Let your river begin to flow right now. Let it begin to flow all over this place. Now if you're sensing the presence of God on you physically, I want to ask you to quickly step out into the aisles. I've learned that if you bless what God is doing, He increases it. That the first step to multiplication is gratefulness. Jesus was thankful for some fish and some bread, and it multiplied. Steve Carey, there's a lightning bolt hitting you right now. Boom! It goes right through you. This is your year of favor. This is your year of opportunity on a whole nother level. Oh, I sense the presence of the Holy Spirit here. Those of you who sense Him on your body, step out into the aisles very quickly, very, very quickly. There it is. His joy is beginning to break out. His goodness is beginning to break out. Father, right now, I bless what you're doing. I release an avalanche of your goodness. Let your river begin to flow right now. Right now. All the way down these aisles right now. Release your presence. (laughs) There it is. There it is. (laughs) If you're offended with people getting happy, wait till you get to heaven. That's it. There's freedom. Freedom. Freedom right now. This power and count is happening all over the place right now. Ho! Release your presence right now. For some of you, you might be saying, I don't want to laugh in the flesh. I don't want to fall in the flesh. I just want to encourage you that you can't do it any other way. (laughs) You're in your body, and that's okay. 
And the Bible talks about flesh. It's not talking about your physical body. It's talking about sinful nature. And your sinful nature has been done away with if you are a Christian. And some of you are trying to be so intense. I've got to get this right. Can I encourage you just to relax and let God touch you? Just go ahead. There's no striving here. You don't need to work this out. over this room and it's just going to begin to increase right now oh some of you are going to start to feel the wind of heaven just blow right past you right now
Keep on playing and enjoy him. Just go ahead. <laughs> Jessica, you need to laugh after the season you've just been in. You really don't have to play right now. Just enjoy him. That's a good note right there. More, Lords. More right now. Just get her, Lord. She really needs to laugh. <laughs> I think you might have just got that one. Huh. Just go ahead and be filled right now. Just go ahead and be filled right now. If you're not laughing, that's okay. Please laugh at someone who is because it's funny. Don't get all religious and serious on me right now. More. More right now. Whoa, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> now, if you're not up front, you can get this too, so don't worry. But God's power is just going to start to fall all over this place right now. There it is. More, Lord. Just close your eyes, look to Him, love on Him. This is not about me laying hands on you. release your joy, joy, joy. These are not drunk as you suppose. They're just filled with the Holy Spirit. Father, you promised power. Now I release power right now. I release power right now. God, I release power that flows from your love right now. I'm just going to take another five more minutes if that's okay. God's just touching people. If you really need to go, you're welcome to go, but I wouldn't suggest that because I think God's doing some more stuff. the Bible tells us that God's glory and his goodness are inextricably linked. When Moses asks to see the glory of God, God says, okay, I'll let my goodness pass in front of you. Those two things are linked forever, his glory and his goodness. And I just feel like in this room, there's some of you so hungry for his glory that you're living in a place of questioning whether he wants to be good to you. And I feel like there's this moment where Papa God wants to come to you and bring such healing from past hurt and disappointment, where he wants to show you his intention is to be good to you. And good means good. 
Heaven's definition of good is not less than earth's definition of good. It supersedes it. It's better. It's even better than our definition of good. And I just feel like in this moment, some of you who are so hungry and you're saying, I want glory. I want to see this. Why am I not seeing anything? And Papa's right next to you and he's saying, I want to show you my goodness. I want to help you believe again that it is my intention to do you good. That it is my heart, my desire, my delight to do you good. That I'm not a father who withholds good from his children. Rather, I'm a father overflowing, abundant, lavish with goodness. I'm not a father who's afraid or ashamed to love you over the top. But I'm a father who's standing everywhere in heaven, on earth, shouting with all my strength. I love you. I love you. I love you. I want to be so good to you. I want to embarrass you with my goodness. That is his intention. And so for some of you who are so hungry and yet hurt at the same time, Papa's not disappointed or angry or shocked by your hurt. But in this moment, he's so close and so tender. And he's saying, bring me that hurt and let me overwhelm you with my kindness. Let me overwhelm you with my goodness. Let me show you my affection. And listen, if this is you, you don't need someone to put a hand on you for it to be real. He's just inviting you in this moment, in the quiet of your own heart, to make an exchange with him. To exchange that hurt and that disappointment and the questions of why, God, and rather to experience his love afresh so that he undoes you. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. And he will not withhold good from you. He will not. goodness ooze deep into our hearts, Papa. Ha! So deep in our hearts. So deep. Unravel those hurts as your goodness invades even the most tender spaces. So, Father, right now, all across this room, I thank you for your presence and your power. And I release fire to begin to fall right now. I release joy to begin to break out right now. 
I release goodness to be on display right now. I release healing and deliverance right now in Jesus' name. Put your hand upon the person next door to you if you can, very lightly. Because how many of you know you're conduits of power? (laughs) You're conduits of the very power of the Holy Spirit. This lady with the white top on, the power of God is hitting you right now. There it goes through you. Now the Holy Spirit's power kind of works like electricity. And right now... There's going to be a short circuit of his power that's going to download joy and life into your hearts right now. And so as you're standing, you're going to be the ministers of power. And God's anointing is going to break out all over this room. That lovely brother with the um, blue t-shirt on, you've got like a silver chain around your neck. Are you? Just close your eyes. The power of God is just going to hit you right now. There it goes right through you. Somebody get behind you quickly. Right now, in Jesus' name. I promise you he's okay. You can go talk to him afterwards. I really didn't push him over, I promise. Just watch. He's going to get very thick in this room right now. In the next 10 to 15 seconds, the power of God is just going to begin to increase. Now, as you're standing with the person next door and you've got your hand upon the shoulder, I want to ask you to pray a very spiritual prayer. This is going to be so deep, it's going to shock you. Literally. I just want you to ask in a moment. It's very simple. I want you to say, get them, Lord. (laughs) Now we're going to do that now, and many of you are going to start getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Already in this whole section, the power of God is just breaking out right here. Boom. Now I just want you to say it one more time. Get them, Lord. Release your presence right now in Jesus' name. Release your goodness all over this place right now. Joy and life. Deluge your power right now in the name of Jesus. Right now. There it is. Rivers of living water right now. Rivers of living water. The power of God is all over you guys right now. Rivers of living water. <laughs> If you're not feeling anything, that's okay. Increase your presence, Lord. If you've not ever spoken in tongues and you want to, we're going to end the meeting officially now. But I'd love to pray with you if you could come to my right, your um, yeah, my right, your left side over here. Believe God wants to touch some people. Hey, 
those people over there near where, where Lynn is, the power of God could by the hit you guys. Boom! Right now, release your joy. <laughs> those guys look like good drinkers over there. We love your presence, Lord. Why don't you lift up a sign and tell Jesus how much you love him? You're so good. We love your presence. If you want to soak some more, if you want to receive some more, I want to encourage you just to come and stand up here and carry on receiving. There'll be some people who might come and pray for you or might not. Either way, just come and soak. Come and drink. Those of you who want to release from the gift of tongues, I'd love to pray for you on this side. Please come to the front. Cause, and, and, and you just need to be a Christian to get this gift. doesn't matter how old you are. You just have to be a Christian. Okay? So come and stand on this side. I want to release for many of you to speak in tongues. Just carry on receiving. If you want some more, I wonder if we could get a, a good worship CD on. And just people can just receive and drink. He loves you so much. Now, here's the deal. Go and waste some time on the Holy Spirit this week. Hang out with him because he wants to bless you.